Wake up. Wake up. It's time to get in the zone. Zone. The Race Rat Podcast talks about everything and with anyone to help you grow your brand and business. Here's your host, Evan Shepard. Hello, everyone, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Race Rat Podcast. And in this episode, just going to be a little bit of a solo cast today. I'm sure you can imagine that it's somewhat difficult to book guests on Easter weekend, nor do I want to bother anybody on Easter weekend. So for today's episode, we're going to be mixing it up a little bit. I know a lot of the times on this podcast, uh, given that most of our audience is people that are looking to start businesses, they're looking to start investing, we're always talking about How can you find a way to take the money that you have in the moment and and make more of it? Whereas this episode, we're actually going to be talking a little bit more about maintaining uh, the amount of money that you have. And it's really one of the most underestimated, less talked about things when it comes to financial podcasts, financial education is... Yeah, you can make a lot of money very quickly, but can you find a way to take a lot of that money and turn it into something that either stays the same in value or continues to go up because the reality is you never know especially with the coronavirus and things going on right now you never know when that business that you have maybe it was e-commerce maybe it was a restaurant you never know when something like that may go under and it goes under quick and unexpected so how can you find a way to take that risk off of losing everything and putting everything that you have in a single asset or a single business and how can you use that to your advantage to be able to allow your money to make more of it and basically give you a nice nest egg or a nice thing to fall back on when you're older or in emergency situations like this. So if you're new to the podcast, I just wanted to say welcome. Uh, On this podcast, we basically talk about how you can leverage content and how you can leverage the amount of money that you're making at your job, a side hustle, or even your own business, and be able to turn that into social and financial freedom. That way you can live the life that you truly want to live. Because the reason that I started this podcast is just, I'm so passionate behind the idea that I feel if so much more, if more people understood that they were able to make money or you know in a in a way that is more connected to their passions and more connected to something that they're skillful with and that they don't necessarily have to go work for a big corporation and trade 40 hours a week or whatnot. I want to be able to inspire, especially the younger generations that are going hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt for an education. I want to give people an alternative to maybe getting a master's degree or an alternative to even going to college if that's not the financially sound decision. Um, I think life is really about decisions and making the most of what you have and what you are most passionate about. And that's exactly what this podcast is. So if you do enjoy that, make sure you subscribe and um, to the podcast. That way you get every single episode notification right when it comes out. Make sure that you also Rate the podcast five stars if you do enjoy, and if you have the time, I'd love some feedback and an awesome review. So getting right into this, I want to tell you about a story where I, at the time, made a lot of money very quickly and didn't find a way to maintain it or be able to grow it or, you know, really just be able to turn it into, um, 
something that was a stable asset or something that was, um, you know, something that was sustainable long term. And for me, when I was 18 years old, I knew I didn't want to put money in the stock market. Uh, for whatever reason, I had, you know, basically grown up thinking the stock market makes 7% a year. That's what you're told by your parents, that's what you're told by financial advisors. It's anywhere between that 7 to 10% range is the average return you're going to have in the stock market. And I sat there thinking to myself, you know, working a part-time job, going to school and whatnot, I told myself, I was like, dude, even if I find a way to save up, you know, a thousand, two, three thousand dollars a year and invest it um, from my part-time job, I'm still looking at making less than two hundred dollars a year, just by three thousand dollars worth of saving to make two hundred. That's not something that I want to do. I want to find a way to make money quicker. Find a way to make money um, that was just more of a volatile investment in a way that I can turn two, three thousand dollars maybe into ten thousand dollars and so on. So, of course, I think you know where I'm going with this, but that led me to the infamous Bitcoin. So if you don't know what Bitcoin is, and I'm sure most of you do know what it is, it's a basically the main cryptocurrency. It allows you to send virtual money. Um, well, it's, it, ha- it holds a real dollar value, real US dollar, euro, whatever value, um, but it allows you to send those transactions through the blockchain, which is sort of a privatized um, system, and it allows you to basically be anonymous, and as far as investing, um, Bitcoin has been a very volatile asset. Uh, in 2016, it literally went up maybe from 2016 to like 2018, went up like 45,000%, which is absolutely insane, Given that, you know, in the stock market, you'd probably be looking at about a 20% return just for reference. So obviously that was appealing to me because I remember sitting in my photo class um, senior year and I was talking uh, with one of my friends in the class and we were looking at this one cryptocurrency called Ripple. And at the time, it was like a fraction, fraction of a cent. I think it was three ten thousandths of a cent. And I was like, I just, I think it was just my birthday or something. I was like, what if I threw a hundred dollars into that? Like I saw it was going up and I was like, you know, if I threw a hundred dollars into that, what would that turn out to be? Anyways, didn't act on it. We're in class a few months later towards the end of the semester. And I take a look at Ripple. Ripple had gone from three ten thousandths of a cent to over $3, meaning that that hundred dollars that I would have thrown in would have made me over $180,000. That is ridiculous ridiculous thinking about how much of a return that would have been and I was in disbelief when I saw that and I told myself from that moment I was like dude as soon as I get a job out of high school whatever I gotta throw some money in cryptocurrency so when I when I finished high school and um, you know started college and started working my part-time job I you know I told myself I was like I'm gonna start investing in cryptocurrency like this stuff has got to go up again and uh, in the summer of or last year, actually, leading up to summer, I had turned about $1,000 into about $6,000, which was insane to me. I, you know, I'd made 600%, 700% returns, and it was just a phenomenal, I thought I was a goat at investing. I, thought, I was like, dude, this stuff is easy. Why would people ever put money in their 401k or their stocks? This is dumb. I'm going to find a way to turn this $6,000 into 20, and then into 50, and then into 100,000. And of course, that eventually catches up with me. 
And I, I remember because the day of the most growth was uh, around Father's Day. My dad and I had went up to Pebble Beach in uh, Northern California to watch the U.S. Open of golf. And I remember, um, you know, having my making some orders. We had we had a little Wi-Fi thing in the in the car on the way. I set some orders uh, when Bitcoin was about eight thousand dollars at the time. And by the end of the weekend, I think it was up probably 15 percent. And I had uh, I had made about two thousand dollars over the course of that weekend, which was of course insane to me, uh, given that two thousand dollars was basically like two to three months of work for me at my part time job. And nonetheless, I just made that in three days. And so, as you can imagine, I got very greedy. I was like, "Whoa! I turned a thousand into six thousand dollars. Now I gotta find a way to turn the six thousand and do a six x on that as well. How hard can it be if it just keeps going up and up?" Of course, that catches up with me, and Bitcoin. The price nuked one day, and my account went from about six thousand back to one thousand. And of course, trying to revenge trade and get myself back up to six thousand, panic that I had literally just evaporated probably a new car. Um, in value, at least, I would never buy a new uh, a new car like that. But you know, five thousand dollars was a lot of freaking money to me at the time, and it was I'd never experienced anything like that. And it was just such a sad moment and so frustrating. And uh, I found a way to turn that six thousand into zero, and um, I did a horrible, horrible job at protecting my capital. And that is the number one thing that people mistake when it comes to investing and it's something that is still my biggest mistake when it comes to investing as well of course i'm 20 years old i've been quote-unquote trading for about a year and a half to two years now and it's difficult man like it's still there are still times where i'm always kicking myself in hindsight which is not a good idea but at the time it's like man i was stupid why did i let that loss continue to grow why did i cut that win so early um you know hindsight's 2020 but uh it was very difficult so for me you know just um i realized that bitcoin trading wasn't something that i wanted to get involved in because it was something that really uh affected my sleep schedule it was something that really affected uh, my well-being. I was always thinking about it. I wasn't able to enjoy myself. If I was out with friends or family, I was I was always thinking about Bitcoin and how my positions were and just a wicked amount of anxiety that, you know, wasn't comparable until, you know, I got to calculus and everything. But I get I get DMs and questions about what, you know, my thoughts on it. So I figured I'd where I could tell you a little bit about my experience with Bitcoin and protecting my capital. And you know, a lot of people sometimes, especially when Bitcoin's going way up, they're like, oh, dude, I'm just going to get, you know, like me, I'm just going to get rid of everything I have. I'm going to throw it in Bitcoin and I'm going to, you know, just turn $10,000 into a million and retire in Tahiti. And that's not how it works because uh, given the volatility behind Bitcoin and given the volatility in the stock market right now, Volatility is an incredibly dangerous game when it comes to investing. And truth be told, there is a lot of money you can make when it comes to volatility. There's also a ton of money you can lose with volatility. So it's really important that people that begin investing understand that risk management is by far the most essential part of investing. Um, you know, a lot of people and a lot of people when they begin investing, uh, they try to overcomplicate things a bit. 
they really chase and they're they're really their primary focus is making as much money as quick as possible like me this is not just my circumstance every single investor especially if they do their own investing they are very impulsive and very emotional and that is something that i still struggle with too i still have an incredibly difficult time trying to separate my anxiety when i'm underwater in a position um, and sticking to my actual trading plan because there's always a constant battle between what if i change my trading plan and when i change it and you know the anxiety that i'm feeling behind it what if i change it and it ends up working out and i can recover and there's also an anxiety of of what if i change my trading plan and it goes the way that i had originally intended and i t- just doubled my loss on a trade so it's a, it's a very difficult thing for new traders but when it comes to you know bitcoin and when it comes to um cryptocurrencies like that i'm not against them at all in fact, I think Bitcoin and Ethereum and Chainlink and all of these uh, up-and-coming cryptocurrencies with good structural fundamentals as businesses, I think they are an incredible, um, I think they have the capacity to do those 5, 10, maybe even 100 times uh, investments like, like Ripple or something like that was back in 2016. I think those investments are can potentially be incredibly useful. The thing about investing, though, is you have to assume, especially when it comes to cryptocurrencies, you have to assume that every cent you put in there is gone and be okay with it, which is difficult, right? So you don't want to take your entire 401k, put it in Bitcoin, wake up the next morning and see that you're down 40%, right? That is going to ruin a person's life savings, right? If that is their plan. And if they're always chasing and emotional about it, it's just a great way to lose all your money. At the same time, if you are a more structured investor who likes, you know, most of their money in stocks, maybe a little bit in gold, and you want to have some growth in maybe cryptocurrency, I think that's a fantastic idea. Of course, I'm not a financial advisor. This isn't financial advice. Um, It's just solely my opinion. I think that cryptocurrencies, at least in my own opinion and my portfolio, I like to have a little bit just because I think there's an incredible upside potential for cryptocurrencies, especially uh, in this day and age with the the way the whole monetary system has been working in America, printing so much money. I think it's cool that uh, there is money that isn't uh, dictated by a government. And I think it's cool that there's money that, you know, has a capped supply like that to where governments just can't go and print, print the crap out of it and, um, basically create how much they want. This is the people's money. Essentially, this is money created by people for people and is supposed to be used as a medium of exchange, uh, in a natural free market, capitalistic market. And so I really enjoy actually the technology and the ideology and the potential growth of Bitcoin itself. Um, and I think it's going to take a lot of interest in the next couple years when when everybody thinks it kind of died off. Um, given right now, based on the Bitcoin, I'm fond of um, buying in right now. Uh, I bought in a little bit lower than we are right now. And I sold out of it uh, because, you know, I just like the stock market bitcoin is um it's a bear market it's a lot of people are always really eager to you know be the ones to be the hero that called the bottom or be the hero that called the top on bitcoin the reality is though when you don't find a way to follow the trend behind bitcoin and you don't find a way to um really just uh 
really just, you know, analyze from a macro perspective that, hey, um, you know, maybe this isn't the best time to invest because Bitcoin has just been going down. And although it has these huge rallies before every time it makes a, lo- a move lower, you don't have to be the guy that calls the bottom. There, There's a lot of different indicators and there's a lot of different people that are going to tell you different things. There's so many different opinions when it comes to cryptocurrency and where the Bitcoin market is. In my opinion, now is not the best time to buy in. I think a fantastic time to buy in is probably this year for sure. Um, I just don't think it's going to be in the next few months. Uh, Or maybe, you know, we'll see. Obviously, things in Bitcoin develop very fast. But the truth is that, you know, I don't, I just simply don't think that um, people look at cryptocurrencies the right way. They see cryptocurrency as a way to make a lot of money really quickly. It's like, it's like the fountain of youth basically for financial investors and especially for youth people that are like, oh, screw the government, you know, I'm going to make my own way, everything like that. Um, It's a very appealing uh, investment to people. The thing is, is like I mentioned, you have to find a way to protect your capital, right? You can't imagine if I had that $6,000 right now and I didn't lose it, right? Imagine if I had managed my risk of way too much size on my investments, trying to pay more than I should have been trying to create rather than being, you know, putting my risk management first and finding a way to make money within the boundaries of that risk management. And it's still something that I struggle with today, even, you know, 18 months, 24 months after that is risk management is still the most difficult thing for me because, you know, once it once you get into a position and you see the position is like immediately in profit going action, you th- you're like, oh, my God, crypto stocks, whatever. It's the easiest freaking thing in the world. I'm a god. Give me two months and I'm going to be retired and doing this for a living and all this sort of stuff. But as soon as the trade goes in the opposite direction, it goes ugly very quickly and it gets very emotional to the point where you start questioning yourself as a trader. You start questioning your your confidence and your ability to invest. Um, it's a very mentally draining uh, concept and skill, really. Um, so it's crucial, especially when things can go right really fast and things can go wrong really fast. Uh, more particular, you have to try to find a way to reduce the amount of money that you lose. That is the number one rule in investing, right? You don't want to be the person that chases price. You don't buy that jumping really hard. And you don't want to be the guy who buys a stock like really fast, like a few months ago. The people that chase are the ones who always get burned. And the people that chase are the ones who don't have the ability to analyze their risk and analyze you know, maybe this isn't the best place to buy. Maybe I shouldn't be using with this much size. Um, and that's really the number one thing when it comes to any sort of investment. And you think this doesn't, I, I want to make clear, this doesn't just apply to cryptocurrency or stocks at all. You look at real estate too, right? You know how many over leveraged real estate investors there are right now? You know how many people two or three years ago were were told that Aaron Airbnb was the future of rental properties, so they start taking out equity loans in every single one of their properties to use for Airbnb. All of a sudden, nobody's traveling, and they're all defaulting on their mortgages um, because nobody's booking Airbnbs right now because of the coronavirus. I mean, this is some serious shit where you have these people who are 30, 40, 50 times over leveraged than their actual net worth in cryptocurrencies 
or sorry, excuse me, not cryptocurrencies, real estate itself, the, the asset that is supposed to be the number one safe haven for assets, the one that never depreciates, the, the safest investment. You see people that are getting absolutely railed because they have not done proper risk management. And that's what you'll see a lot of these people, these gurus on Instagram and YouTube, real estate is the number one thing. Here's how years old I turned $4 million into a $600 million empire, right? Here's what I did. I bought my first real estate property. I refinanced it for $20,000 in equity. I took the $20,000 equity out and I bought my next property till you're over leveraged as fuck and nobody's paying your mortgages. That's when it becomes ugly and that's when it gets ugly real dang quickly. When nobody's buying, when everybody's selling, and when you have not allocated your risk properly. Now, I'm not somebody who's who's one of those people when it comes to stock or cryptocurrencies. Oh, you need to have a diversified portfolio. You need to own 100 different stocks to spread your risk across many different companies. I'm not for it. That's a great way to make an average of 7% returns. I think that is a horrible way to actually you know, make proper investments to be able to, you know, fund a business or retire early, you want to make 7% a year, then you got to be okay with working till you're 67. That is not in my game plan. I don't want to be working at a corporate job until I'm 67 years old, and you know, get a pension or a 401k. That's great out of college. That's great while you're trying to build your business. I totally understand that. And I don't diss that at all. Also, at the same time, entrepreneurship, building a business, that's not for everybody because there is an absurd amount of risk that, you know, the reward of being a business owner is the pro- the thing that pro- the, the business owner is the one that is taking the front of the risk, whereas employees are only risking their salaries. So there's a big difference there. So it really comes when it comes to business, when it comes to crypto, when it comes to stocks, when it comes to real estate, any sort of investment and any sort of way to sustain money in the long term has to fall behind proper risk management. And it doesn't matter what sector you're in. As I mentioned, you have to find a way to protect your money. And that is the number one thing and the number one mistake slash regret that I have had in the last couple of years is that I didn't do a good job of protecting my money. I did a great job of trying to make more money. I did a horrible job at protecting what I had. And eventually it led to downside and it led to actually, you know, probably being more profitable if I had stuck that money in a bank account. Now, that is the situation you know, back then, that doesn't mean that's the situation for the future. Obviously, as you get more experience, you get more skilled in um, investing charts or looking at certain properties, you're able to identify where the risk lies in yourself you to take on as much risk on the front end and, you know, but allow yourself more reward than risk uh, in the long term, which is basically the entire concept behind investing. You want to make, you want to take investments that pose the least amount of risk, but the most amount of upside. And that's really, you know, it's, that's how I would tell a five-year-old at least. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to talk to you guys about that episode because I know so many of the episodes are always about making money. And I know that's an interesting topic and I know that's all what we're trying to do here because, you know, let's be honest here, um, myself included, none of us have become these huge entrepreneurs or these incredibly successful business owners. This whole podcast is designed to 
not only share my own experience, but also be able to learn from others and share it with with you guys as well. Um, Be able to take in the knowledge that other people have or the experiences that other people have and their mistakes, learn from them and be able to apply it to our own life. Because I'm an extremely firm believer that, you know, why go through the troubles and trying to figure everything out yourself when you can learn from other people who have walked before you, been there, done that, and can basically help you um, understand their own mistakes and basically allow you to prevent from doing the same. It's about sharing the knowledge with the people around you. It's about, you know, really just trying to give back to everybody. I'm so appreciative and thankful for all of my listeners. Um, you know, the past 10 months, we started this podcast at zero. Um, and I, I think I had a few listeners my first episode. It was difficult because a lot of people from the very beginning were telling me that I should quit the podcast, that it was stupid, and that it would never work out. But something that I refuse to do and something that I hope my listeners refuse to do is to never give up on your vision. Uh, Everything that you have envisioned for your life is not going to match the things that people experienced in their own life. And obviously, they're going to give you opinions based on what they've experienced in their own life. But if that's not somebody who has... um, you know, done exactly what you're trying to do, then you have to take every opinion with a grain of salt and you have to stick to your core beliefs, your core values and your vision. So if you're somebody out there who's just been really struggling with investing, um, really been struggling with, you know, finding a way to start your business, I, I, I just highly encourage you, like be persistent, number one. Uh, but number two, you just gotta, you just gotta keep pushing, man. Find your vision, uh, find the motivation that comes behind the drive behind your vision, uh, find a way to learn from other people, make those proper investments at the right time, and uh, really just, um, you know, using proper risk management. At, at the end of the day, you can make a lot of money really quickly, and there's a lot of success stories out there where people talk about how they made money really quickly. However, the secret is, can you sustain that money? Can you Take a lot of money really quickly and turn it into even more money for the long term that you're able to grow out over the course of your lifetime. Uh, But yeah, anyways, I'm super thankful for you guys. We've been charting in the internationally in the top 50 in multiple countries now, and it's really just been a blessing. And I'm I'm so appreciative of every single one of my listeners out there. Uh, You guys are amazing. Uh, Please feel free if you have any questions, you just need somebody to talk to, whatever it might be. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm always answering messages. I'm always there for you uh, to even share my own experiences or try to help you connect with somebody who can relate a little bit more. But yeah, I want you guys to think of me as not somebody who is speaking to you as a mentor because I'm I'm not a mentor. I'm just trying to be the bridge between people who are educated and have done exactly what my listeners are hoping to do. And at the same time, being able to also gain that value um, and give it back to you guys as well. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Like I mentioned, go ahead and share this episode with anybody who needs to hear it. Uh, Subscribe, leave an awesome review. We'll be back next Monday for another episode. Um, We're going to have some awesome guests in the future as well once uh, this whole coronavirus thing has slowed down a little bit. And um, in holidays like Easter, um, where we spend our time with friends and family, um, you know, once those pass and, you know, it's time to get back into the swing of things, we're going to have some awesome guests. I've been reaching out to a lot of people and there's just going to be an extreme amount of value, uh, given back to you guys, hopefully in the future. So thank you all so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to another kick-ass episode of the Race Rat Podcast. Make sure to leave an awesome review and follow us on social media if you enjoyed. Now get off your phone because it's time to work. Work.